I'm Tanya. I'm Lee. And this is Drinks in Dystopia, coming to you live from an actual dystopia. I know, we've been waiting, haven't we? We did it. Finally. Drinks in Dystopia. Um, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks, how are you doing? I'm good. We haven't done one of these for a really long time, but since the current climate lends itself, we thought we would uh, get back in it. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense to do one now. Just in case they don't know, what is going on? (laughs) Uh, Well, some would call it a, you know, a sort of pandemic dystopia, but I think it's more of a midopia, to be honest. (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much. (laughs) No, we... We thought everyone must, you know, still love people talking about it. They can't get enough of it. Yeah, how can you get bored of this? It's only been going on for months <laughs> on end. But we thought what we might do, I've actually told you what the question for the week is this week. I thought we might talk about what good things is going to come at the end of this. So once this all calms down, what possible, once this finishes, what does the world look like? Oh, see, there's, there's the way it could be. And there's the way it will be, and the way it should be. <laughs> Why do I feel like the way it should be as you in charge? <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Yeah, the, the way it should be afterwards is that everyone decides that I should be Grand Overlord for some reason. So for some, my my actions during this pandemic have proven myself <laughs> suitable for Emperor. You are a modern hero right now. I feel like I'm saving the world. You've done it. You finally found a way to save the world yeah. by staying inside. And playing games. Yes, it's great, isn't it? It's like it's um, Superman finds a way to save the world using his superpowers. And I found a way to save the world using my superpowers. <laughs> my superpowers of, of laziness and sloth. <laughs> He's yeah. also, as well, Lee's a few times talked about going to the window and yelling at people he sees outside going, Get back in your houses! Which I feel is one step away from a cranky old man yelling yeah at i feel like being a cantankerous old get is like something i'd be really good at so you are good at it. i know <laughs> thank you um so i want to shout abuse at my neighbors most of the time anyway this is just an even better excuse to shout them. <laughs> well let's talk about technology so because we we keep going to talk about this just around the house and stuff, and then we stop ourselves so we can record it because yeah. But now I can't remember any of the points I was going to make <laughs> when we were discussing it. But well, because we were talking about how if this had happened like even five years ago, well, not five years ago, but like maybe ten years ago, this would have been impossible. Like, I think even five years ago, I think yeah. you're right. I think it just seems to have hit at just the right time where we now have sufficient technology to deal with it. Like even five years ago, internet probably wasn't wasn't uh, good enough, wasn't widespread enough. Um, there wasn't that many programs. Like, you know, people now are using House Party and Zoom, and these are all brand new as far as I know. Like These they, are all words that meant nothing to me a week ago, and people were saying them, and I had to Google them and pretend I knew what they were talking I about. I still don't really know what they are. I'm just <laughs> saying them because I've seen them on, like, BBC and stuff. But, yeah, these are all. this is all stuff that just wasn't available a few years ago. And now we've had a pandemic at a time. It's almost too convenient, isn't it, really? It's like we've had this global... Oh, conspiracy theories oh, already. Like, Tanya, I've got so many conspiracy theories. It's ridiculous. As Most my sister them, would say, an upside-down pyramid. <laughs> yeah, an upside-down pyramid. Yeah. 
it's just I've got so many they contradict each other <laughs> they, they directly disprove each other and yet I can hold them all simultaneously it's brilliant I, I do want to I'm going to take a little tiny disclaimer moment here which I know you hate when people put disclaimers in their podcast yeah go on but I do want to say that like we're recording this in the happy side of things because everyone is talking about the bad stuff so obviously there's horrific stuff with this it's a horrible 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 situation of but we're course. looking forward to the future to see what good and bad is going to come out of it well as you know as i as i keep saying to you all the time like in crisis there is opportunity right and there that is, makes you sound like a serial killer yeah it's the, it's the most <laughs> sociopathic thing <laughs> who says that wait didn't you say that someone really bad said that as a quote i don't think so well it's uh like Oswald Mosley or something? <laughs> no, it was, it was like my quote, but it was probably... It's my quote. It's oh, my so quote. yes, you. You were just an evil yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's evil in that sense that I'm the one that said it. But, I mean, it sounds like something Stalin would say, <laughs> I admit. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so we're looking at the positives. Yeah, so technology. I can, I can see a lot of companies realising how much people can work at home now and how much money they can save on offices and and office space and stuff. Yeah, well, this is like I always used to say to you, when I, I first started, a little bit of story time, here we are, Lee story time. <laughs> um, when I first started work, when I first left university, I worked in the civil service in the UK and I moved to um, to London to work at the Department of Health. And the Department of Health at the time had three or four buildings in central London, which it, it just couldn't afford. It was costing millions of pounds every year to support these buildings. Mm-hmm. And um, so they owned one or two of them and they were leasing another one from like a bank or something. It was costing tens of millions of, of pounds a year. And I remember once ha- speaking to, I think I told you about this, I spoke to somebody who was very, very senior. He was a senior civil servant. Show off. I know, yeah. Name dropping. But it was, it, was it the king? <laughs> no, no. It That's wasn't. how old he is. Yeah, there was a it was, king. There was a king when I was <laughs> first going to work. Um, but he was very, he was in the senior civil service. He was he was probably only one or two away from being the head of the civil service in the Department of Health. So he was a very, very senior guy. And I remember but saying wait, to him, was he seen? He was very senior. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, I'll take a jig drink with it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I can't even remember where the story was going. It was he said to you about the building. No, I remember saying to him once, I was like, why are we paying... This was like a little, like I was the lowest of the low. How dare I even approach him and say this? But I, I think he happened to say something. We were cost cutting at the time because it was the financial crisis. And I said, why are we paying tens of millions of pounds to support these buildings when I would say at least half of us, if not more, could do our jobs from home? And he laughed at the idea and was like, no one should ever be allowed to work from home. It's not real work. If you're working from home, you're basically scrounging. And Take he, that, housewives. Essentially, yeah. And he was like, anyone who's not in an office doing his job is a scrounger who should never be allowed to Scrounger. To what a great word. Yeah. I haven't heard that word in years. It's a good scrounger. one. Scrounger. For any Australians listening, a scrounger is somebody that steals pennies from people. <laughs> well, no. I think <laughs> like the, Australian, the Australian equivalent, they call them bludgers. So, yeah. So, they were, so that even, even then, the, the very idea of anyone working from home wasn't even being considered at a time of massive unemployment, one of the biggest economic collapses in modern history, and they're trying to cut costs. And even then, 
some of the most senior and important people were just wouldn't even consider allowing people to work from home. Yeah. Um, and that's changed a little bit now. I mean, there's more people working from home. You know, I've still got friends well, who work. There's a lot it. right now. Well, yeah. And then the pandemic has pushed, bumped it up to everyone working from home. Yeah, but it's like I work in an animation studio and we've transitioned quite easily. Like the internet is a big problem and the internet in Australia is not that great, but it's it's surprisingly, it's working surprisingly well considering we're a creative industry. You know, in an ideal world, it would be great to do half and half. Yeah. But I, I really do think it's going to change the way studios work. I think for animation, it's the golden time because you don't need film crews or actors all surrounding together and they still need media for kiddies. So get yeah. those animators on the payroll. We'll goes make to it show, Yeah, it goes to show that like, animation is the, if the you're future, in, guys. It's the, the future. future. <laughs> yeah, I think this, this whole drawing pictures of cartoons for kids thing I reckon it could catch on. But on the opposite side of that, studios and offices now won't be limited to the people that live in the area. So why not go and get people from anywhere in the world to work for you in your office? You can have the very best person, but you won't have to pay for visas or anything. So that's not great. Well, I mean, good. I mean that would be illegal, but you'd usually like you'd have laws against that, wouldn't you? Like you, get, you can't work, like I can't work for a company in America right now, or you can't remotely. You can't because... freelance from abroad? I don't think so. But you're not paying for a visa for that country, so wouldn't it class as like a contractor, an outside contract? I don't, but there's, because you've got to pay taxes, haven't you, like on your income. So if a company just outsourced all of their workforce abroad. But a lot of people do that, especially in animation. Yeah, I suppose I they, I suppose they, they do. Be. I don't know. They must, I, think, I think every country has its own rules and regulations around it, really. But I imagine if you count the employee as, a, as they're your client. Mm. So your employer is a client and you're doing a job from as a freelancer, I bet you could get around it. And there's probably is ways to get around it. I mean, they do do it, don't they? They, they send a lot of, like a lot of the animation in America, they send to yeah. Korea, don't they? And send to India and stuff. And Australia. <laughs> and Australia. <laughs> Not that I would ever do anything. We love you, tax man. <laughs> we love you, tax man. All hail, tax man. You go two minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to work tax man. So I do think that's quite cool. I think the technology side of it has been great. Yeah, this is the push we needed. I reckon. Like people should be working from home. This is ridiculous. We've got the internet. We can do. You can do most office jobs. You can do if you, unless you are in a customer-facing role or you're a role which involves you, you know, a trade. Most of our jobs if you're in an office, can be done from from your own home. I do I do like the half and half thing, though, because I do like knowing everyone in my office. It's fun. Like, the only reason it's so nice now is because I have a banter with everybody and I know them already. But yeah. if I'd started a new place and it was just faceless people, I don't think it would be as fun. So it's I do wish I could go in, like, I wish I could work from home every two days a week. That would yeah. Or cool. three. Yeah, three days, four. surely. Four. And then one day for the pub. Yeah, going on Fridays, that's it. <laughs> that's what it should be. It's like on Fridays, we all come into the office, we do our work, and then we all get absolutely hammered. Like that's he, uh, he just did air quotation marks. I did air quotations, yeah. It's a visual medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as visual a medium as I would like. Or maybe it's just the right amount. <laughs> the other thing it's cool, obviously, from talking to our teacher friends, it's not working great at the moment, but... I'm excited for schools and universities to be more online because 
the way we do school is still based on how we did things in the industrial era. So this kind of, I hope, is a bit of a push to an update. Yes. Yeah. Kids should be able to work more at home and have access to more absolutely this resources is, we have the technology you know we, we we have youtube we have um we have everything we need why does a kid need to go into a classroom to be taught like why why can't and it's the great leveler as well right so when you pay to go to oxford university right mm. good example you go to oxford and you're like i want to study history in oxford and maybe the history lecturer is Simon Sharma or Neil Ferguson or um, Andrew Roberts, like some top historian. That Those people in that class get to have Simon Sharma as their lecturer. Everyone else in the country doesn't get to experience that. If you just, if, if Simon Sharma just put all of his lectures online, mm. everybody would have an Oxford level education. You can't do that. What about the system? Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. It would overthrow <laughs> their, their system of privilege that they have <laughs> they've built up over centuries. But it's that's how it should work. And I remember discussing this with the the sort of legal officer in my in my current work, where he was saying that um, I can't remember exactly if it was Harvard or Caltech or somewhere um, had put all of their lectures and all of their materials online mm. for anyone to access. On, and their logic, their reasoning was, you don't pay to go to Harvard or wherever, Brown or whatever university it is, to actually access the, the lectures themselves and the materials. That's not what you're paying for. You're paying for a, basically a certificate that says, I went to Harvard. That's what you're paying for. Mm. So if they, they just put all of their stuff online for free. Everyone can use it. But if you want to say, I went to Harvard, you've got to pay. You've got to pay and go there and get the certificate. Which is brilliant because then everyone has access to all of this online stuff. You can teach yourself, and ultimately, if you want to, you know, if you want to pay and go and get that certificate, and you went for Harvard, that's fine. But you can still learn the materials. You still have access to it. It improves education across the board. All the standards are raised because the best universities and schools have, are releasing all of their stuff for free. Well, because yeah, because I recently purchased. Um, for my sister, I bought the master classes. You know those ones with the like Scorsese teachers directing and and uh, Aaron Sorkin teachers teachers writing, and that was incredible. Some of the best classes you could never you could I know money could buy, but money it felt like money couldn't buy. Do you know what I mean it was yeah. invaluable? Right? Yeah, yeah, and that's a, <laughs> but that's a good example as well of how to you know not to go off on too too much of a, a political tangent, but it's like Uh-oh. this is why. <laughs> But this is why the cost of education is as high as it is now. There is no reason, like in America, you could pay a hundred grand, two hundred grand to go to university. No education is worth that. That's that's yeah. ludicrous. Well, because I loved university. Like I met such amazing people, and I was really lucky that my teachers were. I know I talk about animation a lot on this podcast, but it's my only reference point because I'm a giant nerd. But like my teachers had come from the industry, so they were great. But when I talk to other people about the university experience, it's horrendous. They just had nothing. But then Animation Mentor was created. Animation Mentor is this online program. <laughs> it's not sponsoring this, even though it sounds like it is. Um, and it's all of like the Pixar people and the Blue Sky and Disney people teaching people online how to animate. And you just get the most amazing people coming out of this because they're getting taught on the shoulders of giants. It's like, yeah, it's... Yeah, edu- the costs of education, uh, it's a racket. It is essentially a racket where 
there's lots of reasons for it, but it's you can basically just sum it up as it's a racket because there is no reason why you can't go to the best lecturer of you know of psychology or or, or something. You're like, okay, I want Jordan Peterson, you know, the most famous one, or I want uh, you know like filmmaking. I want Scorsese. Mm. Why would you go to film school and be taught by someone who's never really made a movie, but they they've got a degree in movie and they've got a masters in or whatever in filmmaking why wouldn't you just pay Scorsese and say make a hundred classes from the beginning to the very end you pay him how much he wants even if you paid him a million dollars to do it if that the cost per video per student is minuscule well that's what they've done that's yeah, it's exactly what the masterclass is, right? But you don't get a qualification at the end of it, but I don't, I don't know. See, I think But why that, shouldn't you? Yeah, but I, I do think that we are straying away from people going to university and things. Like, I think the value of university is really dropping. Like, me and you, I could be wrong about you. I'm sorry if I am. But, like, for me, I am the first person in my family to go to university. Yeah, I, was, I would have been the first. I think my uncle went... He went, my, my, my brother's, yeah. my father's youngest brother went to university. I think, I, interesting thing, I think that's true for my family. I think my cousin went, but he went a year after me. But um, yeah, so I think that back then it was like a rarity, but now everyone's going. Yeah. So it's devalued it a bit. It doesn't mean as much. And I wonder if it's going to go back to skills. Like you don't need any, you don't need a piece of paper to say you can do animation or filmmaking or anything. You just make something yeah and, and, and it's just the fact that even if you need the qualification which is fine you do need the qualification but the way that all the education is set up now it's set up from the medieval system which is when they originally were founded mm. and it's set up on a way of like you have to come to this building you, you know in, a, in order to come into the building you need to have you know this uniform and you have to pay for these books and you have to pay these fees and it's it's ridiculous. It's not necessary. Something like the I think the future is something like the Open University, where it's just yeah. it has every all of its courses are online. It has the best lecturers in every subject around the world, uh, all in one place. And you just go through a course, take the exam, get the qualification, say I have now I'm now qualified in this subject or that sort of yeah, subject. I do think it will be it will go that way, and it will be so cool as well. For, the other thing, because I think. I, mentioned this to you the other day it's like when you teach kids in a classroom like we've taught kids before like anytime you play a game with them it just goes in quicker yeah they don't even know they're learning which i know everyone knows but that's not how classes i was ever taught i was never taught through games as a kid but when people go online and they have to teach kids online instantly they make it into games yeah to make it more approachable to get the kid to stay there so i think it's actually going to work out better for kids learning online than it was before Obviously not right now. I, I imagine the kids right now that are in quarantine are probably not doing much work. Yeah, probably not. And I, I understand the argument that, you know, well, it's good for children to socialise and they, you know, to put them in school conditions is good. And I understand that. I think that's fine. And that, that's a different, to me, like junior school, you know, infant school, junior school, and then obviously further education are different beasts but, and different but animals. But couldn't you, couldn't you study at home for certain things, but then go to team classes? So like for PE, you would choose your sports and you would... Yeah. Or I mean, for art, you'd still go to an art class. Like there's certain classes you could still do half and half. Isn't there? Oh yeah, definitely. There's definitely ways it could be figured out where you would yeah, have sports classes or music classes and art classes and things which is that they would be your opportunity to socialize yeah um 
but yeah, there's just there's so much potential now that we're just not really exploiting. It's all there. It's all ready to go. And the whole world is kind of like, yeah, that's nice, but we're not going to change these ancient systems that we've had in place for centuries. Mm. Even though they don't work, we know they don't work and they've never worked. It was the best we could have at the time. And we're like, yeah, well, we now have these new systems which do actually work and are better. Yeah. But you, but uh, it's these huge organizations and establishment, you know, the establishment has to change. And what's the one thing that doesn't like to change? The establishment. I know, but it's been forced. Its hand has been forced. And now everybody is seeing all of the benefits that could we could be experiencing. I, th- I do think it's going to, maybe even as I'm saying this, I can see everything just going back to normal and nothing changing. But I do wonder if things will advance a little bit. Yeah, oh, hopefully this is the... The catalyst. Yeah, this is the watershed moment where they go, oh, okay, we can, this is doable. You know, you'll have mm-hmm. companies where nearly their entire workforce is working from home and their product, productivity take into, into account the obviously economic effects of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But taking that into account, adjusting for that, their productivity stays exactly the same or increases. It's going to happen. And then surely any business, business person who with any brains will be like, we haven't lost any productivity. Everyone's worked at home. We can get rid of this five million pound building we've got in central London. Yeah. Why would we keep this building? <laughs> you know, it's it, do you to think, me, it makes sense. Do you think it's going to change the way we look at certain jobs? My view on it is like, yes, I appreciate the fact that doctors and nurses and people working things are doing their job, but ultimately they're doing their job. Like that's what their job is, right? And it's like people are like, oh, it's amazing. You know, doctors are being doctors. Like, well, yeah, that's their job. Of course they could be. And I oh, understand not so much working. doctors. I, I mean more like delivery people. And yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I get that too. You know, it's like, well, people are, oh, see, it goes to show that like people who work in the food industry are more important than footballers or whatever. And you're like, well, we knew anyone who didn't know that before this, you know, I, I don't know what to say, but like, it's you wash your hands of them yeah i wash my hands of you like if you if you if it took this, 20 seconds while singing happy birthday <laughs> very good very nice <laughs> but if it took a fucking pandemic <laughs> for you to realize that kicking a piece of fucking leather around a field is not an important job yeah. i you know i don't know if you're really the kind of person whose opinion we need to be listening to but like it's to me it's sort of like yeah of course people the reason why people are low paid in essential services jobs is because anyone can do it. That's the reason. Because people now be like, why is a footballer being paid 100 grand a year? But this guy's picking up like rubbish. He's only being paid 25 grand a year. You're like, well, yeah, because that footballer who's being paid 100 grand, he's literally the only person on the planet who can do that. Like Cristiano Ronaldo is the only player as good as Cristiano Ronaldo on the planet. Still too much money. I mean, I totally agree. There's just (laughs) fucking bonkers amount of money. But like, you have to understand yeah. why people no, are paid no, what they're paid before you can sort of say, like, we should pay Binman a hundred grand a week. You're like, why? <laughs> it's like you don't understand how economies work or societies yeah. work, you know? It would be nice if all of this money that all these places are making did give bonuses out after all of this or Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it would it'd be nice to bonus people and stuff and you know and talking about footballers, I mean I've been whinging to you all week, haven't I, about yeah. the footballers and like how they're 
soccer players for anywhere. Yeah, and for Australian international. Friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is happening. In fact, it'd be interesting to see if this is happening in Australia in or America in the NFL and stuff. Where in the UK, a little brief thing is that our Premier League, our footballers, um, lots of the clubs have had to either fire or at least furlough the, the, some of their non-playing staff. Well, this is, this is a very good point. <laughs> so Liverpool, for example, one of the biggest, most well-supported, richest clubs in the world who are probably going to win the premiership, they put their non-playing staff on furlough, essentially saying, we're not going to pay you. The government will have to pay you. It makes me so angry. You've got then, so much money. <laughs> yeah. And like, and it just, to me, that goes to show like how any Liverpool footballer can look themselves in the mirror knowing that you know, the, the, the girl who's, who does the, the tickets on a Saturday at the ticket stall or the guy working behind the, the, you know, selling the pies in the shop. The person that makes them a coffee every day. Yeah. The person who makes them, the guy. Yeah, exactly. All these people to say, you know what? I'm being paid a hundred grand a week. I'm getting paid more than like four or five of these people that get paid in a year. But fuck them, they can all be fired. Give us, I'm not going to give up a week's wage. Less than 1% of the yearly wage would pay for all of those. Yeah. It's very upset. I don't it's know like, how if they realise what they're doing. Because when yeah. they go back to work and those people come back, they're not going to have <laughs> no. nice flavoured coffees. No. And, and they're not Chinese shoes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and not only are they like, no, fuck them, let them all starve, basically. Let them all get sacked. I don't care. But they're actually claiming they're the victims. There's like people like Andros Townsend who's like, oh, I can't believe everyone's picking on us. How dare they tell us how we can spend our money? It's like, you absolute twat. Like, you know, what the lack of self-awareness is just staggering. What do you think happens when you become a football player? That makes you such an a-hole. Such a complete twat. Because all know. of the rugby players, all of the sports, they always seem quite nice. Well, yeah, the England cricket team. <laughs> all the cricket team. Yeah, they sacrificed <laughs> half a million pounds. To give you an idea, an England cricketer probably only gets paid 100 grand a year. I say only. That's pretty good money. But compared, they get 100 grand a year. A footballer gets 100 grand a week. And the England cricket team, there's only like 20 of them. They gave up half a million pounds between them to give to charity. And the footballers can't even agree to give one pound to charity. All the footballers <laughs> are fucking whinging because they're like, oh, well, we're trying to find the best way to do it. And all this, essentially just hoping if they delay long enough, they won't have to give any money. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they're just scum. It's such scum. Okay, I, I've stressed you out here. I'm yeah, going yeah. to lead you to a happier... I'm getting hard as the car over here. <laughs> okay, so I... I've been thinking about this and it's just how I feel. So I'm assuming the world feels it because that's how it works, right? However, yeah. I feel everyone feels. Exactly that way, yeah. <laughs> so the first weekend that the world is allowed back out, everyone is going to get wasted. Yeah. It is going to be like the end of the world party yeah. to celebrate the star of the world. The people will be, it'll be like Germany after the war when they were like, screw it, let's just get drunk. Mm. Like, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic, isn't it? I think it's going to... There's going to be, like, a two-week period where it's like the world is on spring break, where we're all <laughs> just losing our minds. Well, will the governments do it? Will they see this coming and say, okay... Well, matter. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, will they say, sort of like, oh, you can only have groups of three people, you can only have groups of four people, they'll just slowly do that until it's... It, won't matter. You when won't it matter. when it's finally when the pubs open, 
chaos. Boring, chaos. In a good way. Yeah, but it would have been, I remember by that time, the the actual quarantine would have been over for weeks because they would have been drip, 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 drip over those weeks. So there won't be that. It's not like everyone's locked in and then suddenly all the doors open and everyone just comes barreling out of their houses. It's like people would have been yeah, slowly doing That's what's going to happen, barreling that, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer that interpretation, don't you? Okay, we'll put it this way. The first time we all go, we hang out with our friends in the pub, yeah. that's going to be a mess. Oh, we're going to smash Brisbane up. <laughs> We're going to set the place on fire. There's going to be so much dancing. It's just going to... I'm just excited for that weekend that we all finally get to catch back up. It will be a great weekend. Um, but, okay, how do you think this is going to affect dating? Oh, there's going to be so many babies made. Yes, I agree with that. There's so going to be a huge... In nine months' time from now, there will be COVID babies just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will be. Just yeah. everywhere. And the name the name COVID is going to be like one yeah. of the top 10 names. Oh, Corona will be a top 10 name. Oh, it's gross. It's I hate it's it, but it's going to it's, it's happen. But yeah, yeah. Quarantini will be a name. I do, I do think, though, I do definitely think there'll be a baby boom. And people in the future will talk about it as the, the, the quarantine babies. Like, yeah. Because people are bored. They've got nothing better to do than to put babies in each other. They're either going to kill each other or make babies. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I fear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. I think that will happen. Mm. You know, after after 9-11, and I know this isn't the same. I feel like it's... it's a... The 9th of November. 9-11, um, 9th of oh. November. Um, I think that, like, loads of people got divorced and stuff. I do reckon that might happen as well once the oh, comes down. Oh, fuck yeah. Babies and divorces. This is going to lead to so many breakdowns of relationships. <laughs> I can see. But, so, my friend my friend sent me an image and Tinder had sent her and it said, like, stop going on dates, basically. Like, mm. so Tinder, we're telling people just to chat and not date. Just send dick pics. <laughs> yeah, <it>. exactly. <laughs> um, and I assumed that Tinder would now be very quiet because what the hell's the point if you're not going to have a chance to meet up? But mm. my other friend said that Tinder is blowing up. Like, everyone is talking to each other because they've got nothing else to do. Nothing better to do, yeah. That's the other reason I think there's going to be, like, the post-quarantine babies because everyone will be on Tinder who's, met, who's been chatting for weeks and they'll finally get to see each other and obviously they'll just bang immediately because there'll be so much sexual tension <laughs> that built up over those weeks where they just want to see each other because normally you'd see them after, like, a couple of dates and be like, oh, I'm not really into them. You've been talking to them now for weeks. You're going to meet up, you're going to be like, well, I might as well bang him. Well, this is what I was going to say to you. Do you think this is going to create a lot of more meaningful relationships? Because normally people would meet someone, maybe have like three conversations or something, and then meet, and it'll instantly be like, I'm not attracted to them, and it'll be over. Whereas this is forcing people to really talk to each other. And I know a few people that have had a few Skype dates. Yeah. So... A Skype date is a physical thing, obviously, but it's not as physical as meeting them. So you're more forgiving, I think. Yeah. And then, so it's based purely on people's personality at the moment. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's going to be loads of really worthwhile connections that people make when they finally meet. It's, Johnny. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be onto something. It's people are being forced to make more meaningful relationships, are they? <laughs> in to all ways as well. Like, because me and you, the, the way we live, because we live in Australia, but all of our friends are all over the world, we live by messaging people and stuff. Yeah. And now the world's being forced to do it. And 
I thought it was funny in the beginning because everyone was stressing out, but I was like, welcome to my world. This is what I've done for years. Mm. But it actually had a weird reverse effect where people I see all the time were like, let's have a Zoom. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? I don't do that with those other friends. And now <laughs> I'm doing it with them and I love it. It's the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm chatting to my other friends more. Yeah, I think it's because everyone's available because it's always trying, trying oh, yeah. to... Yeah. <laughs> well, try, we're always available. <laughs> yeah, it's always be available. But yeah, now other people are available so we can we can speak with them, can't we? Yeah. Um, how do you think it will affect children? Quarantines. Quarantines that are growing up right now. How do you think it's going to affect them when they're adults? Imagine having like a two or three-year-old and having to be in the house with them 24 hours a day. But for like surely two that's what weeks. you signed up for, right? I mean, yeah, you could sign up for it, but it doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it, right? <laughs> It's it, it's it could still be dreadful. It's like the army. Exactly, yeah. It was like going to jail. You know, you, you kill someone. You're like, oh well, I killed the person. Then you go to prison. It's like, well, you brought this on yourself. You're like, yeah, but it's still horrendous being in prison. I don't think that's the conversation that goes with anybody as they go into prison. Oh well, knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I don't think this. anyone thinks they're going to get caught. No, they don't. But when they're in jail, they accept. They're like, <laughs> well, I'm in jail because of the murder I committed, so I kind of put myself here. But it's awful. Are you comparing parenthood to prison right Very, now? very much so. <laughs> it sounds shockingly similar by what people are telling me. Selfishly, I've never been happier to be childless. I know, yeah, now is the time. Man. Yeah. Sorry to all my friends with kids, but <laughs> Yeah, this is this Listen is to this, listen. Silence. Nothing. No, no Our house is silent. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, Although maybe it's actually amazing because you get to spend all this quality time and i do think kids are going to be better for it because i think little kids are going to have people had to explain to them why they're now in the house and they can't go out so they're going to have a lot more kindness because they're going to have to have been explained to them that you know we're doing this to save other people mm. that's not something we've ever had to face when we were kids do you know what I mean no not really um yeah I, I my mom used to just tell me <laughs> when she would like just wouldn't feed me that it was for <laughs> I was helping the African kids I um, think they're feeding their kids in these houses oh, in quarantine <laughs> oh god they're spoiled isn't they kids nowadays well because when I grew up I don't know if it was the same for you but anytime we rose up raised our voices even slightly my mum would go shh you'll wake up the neighbours babies oh yeah yeah our neighbours had no babies but I didn't <laughs> get that so yeah, it yeah. made me very aware of upsetting other people around me yeah. stuff so i wonder if it'll be that but for keeping to your own space do you reckon kids are going to be more aware of like personal space um possibly it's hard to tell because sometimes things do the opposite of what they're meant to do don't they you, you know? think they're going to just go around touching and licking people yeah because they'll be like oh when i was a young i wasn't allowed to when lick I was people a young. <laughs> <laughs> when i was a young i wasn't allowed to lick people so now i'm gonna lick everyone <laughs> Oh God! It can have that effect. It'll be like a party after we all leave. Yeah, everyone's going to run around licking everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's how it'll be. But how? hopefully not. Maybe yeah, I'll make them all good little people who are you know socially responsible. I do. I think so. And I think that imagine all the quality time these people are spending with their parents. Mm. Like that's that's, that's going to be, be nice. Good, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. A lot of parents who obviously like never get to spend any day time with their kids in the week. Again, to spend a hell of a lot now, so that's <laughs> that's going to be good. 
Or awful. Or absolutely dreadful. <laughs> yeah. If they're a bad parent, like I inevitably would be, you probably don't want them spending as much time <laughs> with them as, as possible. I think it's I think that there's been so much kindness in the world around all of this. I'm loving all the stories that are coming out. Yeah, it's definitely like all these BBC news stories about people going out on their balconies and singing and stuff is like and putting it's, teddy bears in the window for kids to see when yeah. they go out for walks and stuff. It's all like these stories were written by you. Oh, I love them. Yeah. I love it so much. That's why I love the John Krasinski. Some good news. Some good news, which is basically what I've been doing with Animal Facts on Instagram for years. It's just like, look at this good stuff that's going on, guys. It's yeah. great. Why, yeah. isn't that, why isn't that more important? Um, we don't value good things in yeah. our society. We only value the sad things. That's true. It's very depressing. It is depressing. Yeah. Is that true? Is that a true statement? Um, I don't think it's that we. I don't. I don't think it's that we value them. I think it's just the news essentially is telling us about things. It's like a you know, like a meerkat, and you have a meerkat on watch, and it's looking, and when it sees a um, a predator, it goes like, eh! makes a noise, and all the other meerkats. <laughs> that was my meerkat alarm. I liked it. I liked it. That's essentially, I think, what the news is. The news is meant to be the, the meerkat, the meerkat alarm. alarm. Yeah. So why would a meerkat be like, oh, my God, I'm in a really good mood today. Like all the other meerkats. Like, why are you shouting that at us? Like, you know, you're here to tell us when a giant fucking snake is coming or something. Why are you saying you just have a very nice feeling in your tummy? You know what I mean? <laughs> so. But the COVID meerkat alarm has been going for a long time now. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not saying it's not nice to hear good news. You know, but if you're wait, asking wait, wait, why, wait. do you not think a meerkat would pop out and be like, "There's food. There's a mountain of food." <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. good news. Yeah, that would be good news. And I think if there was suddenly just a mountain of food <laughs> in the middle of Brisbane, that would be news as well. People would be like, <laughs> "There's a fucking mountain of food. It's just come out of nowhere." So I think that would be news. But generally speaking, the meerkat is there to tell you the meerkats about something bad that's happening. So that all the other meerkats can stop, you know, licking their butts or whatever they're doing. And, 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 <laughs> that was a great analogy. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> so I think that's the purpose of news in our society now. Well, let's change it. Yeah, we could. I mean, we can, if you want to. Should we change it? Yeah. Well, because they're done. It's changed. Done. There we are. Thank you. I'm glad we came to that, that agreement. <laughs> I'll tell the CEO of news that from now on, we want more good news than bad news. Dear Mr. Meerkat News. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know that your your whole role has been based on the meerkat alarm system. <laughs> You've said meerkat an awful lot I in the last know, 10 I minutes. I haven't said meerkat this much in my life before. Is it even a cat? Well, it's it's merely a cat, I suppose. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> do, do what I love to think is how happy all the pets of the world are. I just it fills me with joy, and yes. I I've been trying to come up with a like a comic about it, but I can't quite think of it. But I just love the idea that there's a dog somewhere that was out for a walk before all of this happened and he went up to a fountain and he wished <laughs> that he could see his human more yeah. and now they're in the house and he thinks he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's and convinced he's like, it was him. Gary, I did this. Who's, Ga like, Who's Gary? Gary's the other dog. The other dog, okay. The other dog's like, what did you do? He's so what's like, the first dog I called? wish this. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, okay. He's so like, Kevin I wish this to happen. <laughs> I did this. How do I undo this? He's like, you got to go back to that fountain. But he can't leave the house. He can't get out of the house. So he can't undo it. I, 
was a lovely little story. I'm trying to think about how to do that. But I just love the idea that all these pets are just loving this. They would be absolutely loving it. Apart from cats who are like, get out of my house. Yeah, cats hate us, really. This is my house. Why are you in it? Yeah, yeah. They they share it with us purely out of um, necessity, spite. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they are driven I'm by I'm not spite. leaving until you leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I hate you. I hate being here. But I just like watching you clean my shit. <laughs> like, just out of that, I'll stay. Um, but, God, I know I know we all know this, but how crazy is it that right now the entire world is basically in their house? Obviously not everyone, but, like, yeah. a huge proportion of people. Proportion. Like, how did this happen? This is bonkers. Yeah, yeah, but as I said to you before, like this is a good dress rehearsal, I think, for like even bigger, worse pandemics in the future. So this I like will- the, the you, your theory subtly, and I know you won't admit this. Is do you think that this is just like a like a school fire drill? That yes. all of the, the they've all got together and yeah. they're just pretending to do this. Yeah, they they wanted to do <laughs> a dry run. run yeah, of what what happens if there's a pandemic. They found one which was pretty serious, but not like ninety percent death rate. Oh, so they Ebola. released it. Yes. <laughs> so it was it was deliberate. They didn't. They could have stopped it. They didn't. They were like, all right, let's see what we can do. It's ripped through the world, and now they're like, okay, how are we going to handle this? And it's a dress rehearsal for when there's a proper one, a big bad one. So this is good because this is we now know we're learning from it. We're starting to understand it. We'll be more prepared. Like if we had another pandemic next year, everyone would know exactly what to do straight well, away. It's like I know we're joking, but it's like Taiwan, isn't it? Taiwan, one of our favorite countries. Countries, because it is yeah. a country. Real Instantly, country. our podcast has been cancelled and banned from yeah. that sentence. Yeah. But Taiwan, um, and it's not coming up in the news very much. But because they had mirrors and stars, yeah, they have handled this pandemic incredibly yeah probably the best i think they reckon of all the countries and not with a whip like they they just we've been there a few times like four times now taiwan. yeah and we yeah we this is sponsored by taiwan yeah um and they're just so nice and friendly and everyone is so kind it's a fantastic country so they were asked to go home and they did yeah. and the government knew what they were doing yeah they closed the border to china they had like comprehensive checks at the border from um for flights coming in you know they did they did early quarantines they did they did all all the things that you would want them to do and they've had they've dealt with the pandemic as good if not better than anyone else on the world so i think they like reverse engineered it right so if someone had it they went to every person they would have been in contact with and they did all sorts of stuff which is you know was they were the saying how they could, yeah they couldn't share it with the world because they're not a member of the WHO. So cool. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Is that joke old yet? Yeah, I'm upset because I haven't actually heard anyone make it. And I'm very really? annoyed. That's how old it is. I'm annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> People have been making that joke since like 1956 or whenever it was started. Ooh. Oh god. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Air travel. How is this going to change air travel? Do you think? Well, a hell of a lot of airlines are going to go belly up, aren't they? Yeah. Um, it could be that air travel is going to be prohibitively expensive for the next sort of five uh, years. I know it was getting so cheap. Like, well, you know, considering. Yeah. But um, do you think that everyone, once quarantine ends and the world kind of starts to go back to a new normal, do you think everybody is either going to go, well, now I'll explore close to me. 
because I couldn't see that. Or are they going to go, I couldn't go on holiday before. I've been thinking about this entire time and the world will go on holiday. Yeah, I think there's a, there is a chance there'll be a big, there'll be a post, a post-apocalyptic bump. Where a post-apocalyptic vacation. Yeah, I think so. Starring Cherry Chase. Oh, that'd be the best. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think there's a good chance that'll happen because everyone, everyone who's, obviously, everyone who's booked their holidays, everyone who's cancelled their holidays, everyone who's thinking about going on holiday, and then everyone who's like, now I can't go on holiday. God, I wish I'd gone on holiday. All those people are going to immediately go on holiday as soon as this is all over. So I think there will be a big surge in the holidays again. Yeah, and all the people whose visas have ended while they, this has been going on and all the people that were planning on going. And yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because I reckon 2001 is going to be, it'll feel like the fastest year of all time. Because if, if everything's gone to normal back then, you've got every sporting event for the last two years is going to be combined. Not two years, sorry. From this year and that year will be in one. Mm-hmm. Or everyone who was going to get married this year and then all the people that would have been getting married in 2001, they'll all be getting, it's going to be double everything. Yeah. Double everything. Yeah, next, the board. next year is going to be insane. Yeah, it's, it's going, going to be, be strange, absolutely right? insane. Yeah. Cinema will Ooh. be, films will be odd though, because there will be a gully where they couldn't make anything. Mm. TV, TV and film will go strange for a while. And it might be the rise of like small independents who have been making stuff at home. It could be, or maybe like twenty, maybe twenty twenty one will be like the greatest year for cinema ever, because all the films which have been delayed this year and stuff like that, and twenty twenty one they'll just be, you know, the Oscars, the top five or ten films will all just be these amazing movies. Yeah, but yeah, the films that were due to come out now. Yeah, but nobody can make stuff anymore, so you're gonna yeah, get like they've been on six hold. months of nothing. Yeah. Six months. Wait. But then, I mean, it'll be like, you know, it'll be 2021, won't it? I mean, six months is still in 2020. And then 2021, you'll have the movies coming out. Well, what I mean is when it ends, when quarantine ends, let's say it ends in September. I don't think it will. I'm not basing that on anything. Don't freak out, everyone. But let's say it ends September. That's when they'll start releasing all the films that should have come out in March. But they haven't made anything from March to September. So once they're done with that little block there'll of be films. A, a dearth of movies. Yeah, there's going to be a... A space where there's nothing to fill it. Yeah, they could be. Or they could just do lots of movies, which are sort of small. Maybe they'll actually make good films because they'd be like, we can't make $500 million blockbusters. blockbusters. We need to make, we need lots of little films. Okay, so this is a really, really good script, which is just, you know. Quick shorts. Go, go, go. That'd be cool. Like marriage story type stuff, I imagine, which is just three people in a room with a camera and that's it, whatever. Such a good film. You haven't seen it yet, have you? No, no idea. It's, <laughs> it's great. Use it as an example. It's amazing. But, um, yeah, you'll just not, uh, lots of really, maybe lots of really good films like that will be made. But it's going to just be like, yeah, everyone's going to get married. Everyone will be watching sports. It's going to have the Olympics, the the Rugby Lions tour. The, it's going to yeah. be everything. Euro Euro 2020 is going to be played. Every artist who is meant to tour is going to tour. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God, yeah. It'll be really good music. I've seen, won't it? Gonna be and all of the artists are now at home are gonna be writing music and stuff. So yeah. it's, you're gonna I think two thousand twenty one is gonna be a good one. Could be you could be right. Could be an absolute or, cracker. <laughs> yeah. Or the pandemic will rain on. Yeah. If I don't think it will though, I think so many people are gonna be like anyone listening, don't do an album 
Oh, an elf or a song or a movie about the fucking pandemic. Oh, God. It's going to be so, so cliche and just like tiresome. But you know, they're all going to, all these artists are going to bring out songs about it and stuff. And you're like, this is so boring. It's so boring already. I haven't even yeah. heard one yet and I'm bored. Well, that's the amazing thing. And I know I keep saying this to you all the time, but I am fascinated by people's approach to celebrity at the moment because mm. all these celebrities started doing what they always do, which is putting content online of themselves. And nobody gives a shit, because I would rather talk to my friends on Zoom than watch a celebrity with a rubbish camera in their house doing the same thing as my friends doing. Absolutely. So I, I think, like, like uh, I would John Krasinski. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. John Krasinski. He, he has found a niche. Like, he's done something really smart. But, like, oh, the, the, the singing of the Imagine Holy song. <laughs> That was, that was dreadful. It's, and I suppose it's just, there's so many things about that that annoy me. But almost top of the list is you're a multi-millionaire entertainer whose medium is often television or movies. You can't pay 200 bucks and get a good camera. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? See, like, that's not a bit annoys me. The bit annoys me is when they're in their mansions telling me to stay home. Of course, yeah. I mean, all the, the usual virtual signaling is one thing, which is obviously annoying. But you're telling you're telling me Jimmy Fallon is like, I'm gonna it's, I can't do my TV show, so I'm gonna do it online instead. And you're like, okay, Jimmy, let's see you do your online show. And he uses the onboard webcam and <laughs> microphone on his piece of shit laptop with his headphones in, like with the camera up his nose. And you're like, are you an idiot? But like, that's why it's amazing that YouTubers, YouTubers are ahead of the game. So they're making content. But then I suppose nobody, everyone is struggling at the moment, it feels like, to know what content to do. Yeah. Because like nobody, anything. like what we're doing right now, this is not popular. We're talking about it. I'm hoping that we're talking about it future tense, which I haven't seen. So hopefully it's a bit more interesting, but I'm so yeah. sick of it all. Yeah, me too. But the fact that we've just got this, like that microphone there is a hundred times better than anything that they used to do that Imagine video. <laughs> and they are all worth probably like 150, 200 million dollars, like between them. <laughs> And not one of them was like, I'm going to spend a hundred bucks and get a proper microphone. I oh, forget all of the morality around it. Just that sheer incompetence <laughs> is infuriating to me. Like, it's just infuriating. I love that that's a bit that noisy. Oh, it's just, it's so like, what the fuck? Like, you're millionaires and you've gone and bought like a $10 webcam, if that. Or you've just used your own broad one. But that's, oh but that's the thing is because people hold them in such high esteem. But then when you realize that these people are as dumb as your... Oh, they're imbeciles. Your, your, your mum who you make fun of for holding the camera wrong. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like, doing they're it like too. your grandparents. Like, really? Yeah, they're like your fucking grandparents. You're not dumb, mum. We love you. But I'm saying you're better than them. <laughs> but it makes you realize how it's not them at all that does the job. It's everyone else involved. Yeah, they, they've got no idea. They're essentially imbeciles. <laughs> who have no idea about production. They have no idea about entertainment. Someone just puts them in a suit. Someone else, the producer, creates the set, does the lighting. Someone writes their material, yeah. like Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, um, Stephen Colbert, yeah, all these people. They are morons <laughs> who are utterly incapable of 
the most basic things as entertainers. But like, I always, I always think it's funny. Like, you know, when you go to the pub with your friends, like they make you laugh as much as comedians do. Like people are really funny. Like yeah. some of the best stuff I've seen while I've been at home is been videos posted by people I know, not by anyone famous, which it's is so nice. funny when you think about that, because surely the best stuff should be coming from professionals. But yeah. man, some great stuff from people. It's yeah. really good. I think it's it's pushed everyone to be a lot more creative. I'm really I'm really excited to see all of the content people are creating, like art and stuff. It's great. Yeah. It's like a, a renaissance. It is. An you know, isolation. I... <laughs> is that a word? Can we pan that? <laughs> I, I hope it's not a word. I hope it certainly hope it doesn't catch on. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's been cool to see it. Yeah. Yeah, well, as someone who's like, I always prefer YouTube to anything else anyway. It is good seeing everybody, you know, um, the, the fact that those content creators on YouTube, you realize how much better they are than the <laughs> than the mainstream. You're like, yeah, this is good. People making their own stuff at home yeah, it's good. is a lot better. How do you think it will affect people's cleanliness? Do you think <laughs> we're going to have a load of germaphobes? Do you think like that's going to be a big thing for the next generation? Yeah, hopefully it does. Hopefully. Make you, realize, yeah. <laughs> you want that. <laughs> I, want, I want people to stop being dirty fuckers <laughs> and wash their hands and stuff. So One of my good. friends, who will go unnamed, I had to convince them yeah. to up their washing of their hands. And it took a lot of convincing. They were like, no, I'm just going to do a normal amount. Like, please do it more. What was a normal amount? After toilet. And that was it? Yeah. Not preparing food? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I was like, come on. Come on, guys. But then I remember, I think, I feel like everyone went through this wave of like going through the stages of this. There's definitely stages of COVID. Yeah. And you've got to understand why you're washing your hands and stuff. Like if you're in the house like we are on our own, it doesn't matter about washing your hands. No, no, no. But like no. obviously if you're in work or something and you're touching things and moving around, then obviously, yeah, then wash your hands constantly. You'll have okay. hand sanitizer. So it obviously matters about context a little bit. Do you think kids are going to become germaphobes as they grow up? I mean, they should do. Yeah. My friend had a genius idea and she drew a smiley face in Sharpie on the kid's hand Yeah. when they were still in school. And then she wanted, she made the kid promise that by the time they got home, the Sharpie hand would be gone. The face would be gone. Right, So right. it forced the kid to wash their hands constantly. As long day. as they didn't try to like peel the skin off or something. <laughs> Why would, no, only you would think of that as okay. a solution. You <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good idea. I do. Um, well, they'll just have a very, very clean back of their hand. You'd <laughs> yeah, have you to draw, draw it on every, all, on every finger and the palms. <laughs> I, uh. Me and Lee had to do quarantine. We got off a flight from the UK to Australia because we took a holiday at the worst possible moment in history. Worst possible time. Yeah. Um, and when we got back, we had to be in the house and that ended on Saturday. And we didn't even think about leaving on that Saturday, did we? No. But Why would we? I had to leave the house. I had to force myself to leave the house because I could feel inside me I was becoming agoraphobic. I was like, I'm happy to stay here. Yeah. I never want to leave again. So I forced myself out. But I think there could be a lot of people that become agoraphobic after this. Yeah, which is great. I think that you'll get those adverts on TV that are like, did you become agoraphobic? Would you like to talk to someone? Phone this number. Yeah. That'll be like a thing. <laughs> just try, just leave your house and come to our office. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that there probably will be lots of people like that, which is good because there's too many people out and about in the world 
Stay at home. We need more agrophobes. But don't you think it's just everyone's just going to go back to normal more than ever after this <sighs> yeah, as well? It'll yeah. be a bit we of never a learn. split. We never learn. <laughs> 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 where, where would you go right now? If you could go somewhere, because everywhere's empty. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go have it to yourself? Oh, see, that's interesting because it's, you know, it's like, oh, do I want to, do I want, like, you know, New York to myself or would I like but to everything's just... everything's close. Yeah. So it's like, or would I just still like to go to some beach in Fiji or something and have that to myself? Or like a museum. You can go to a museum and have it all to yourself. I have no one else there. Oh, that'd be satisfying, wouldn't it? Have you got any ideas? No, I just asked the questions. I don't know. Oh, to okay. Come up with I always assume when you ask questions because you've been thinking about it, but <laughs> I realize now you, it's just off the top of your head, isn't it? <laughs> Everything's it's just, off the top. just off the top of your head. I love that you think any thought goes into this <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> you, you're very good at creating that illusion that you're massively prepared at all times. So I was assuming you've got everything ready to go. But no follow up. No. Um, I don't, yeah, wandering around Rome would be really nice now because so much of that stuff's outside. But obviously, it's absolutely ravaged, so you probably wouldn't go there. But, um, but you or, won't get ill wherever yeah. you go. You won't get ill. Maybe going to like the Acropolis or something in Greece. Or Venice. Nice. Venice would be nice. Venice would be nice. Full of idiots most of the time. Yeah. Just tourists everywhere, and then they have this beautiful place because it's got to be pretty without having to do things. Yeah, Does maybe the pyramids or something. Yeah. Or, or Machu Picchu. I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, I was I about to say Machu Picchu would be empty anyway, but it wouldn't now, would it? No. no. Like any historical site, which will be really, really busy, because I think they're all just absolutely heaving now. Anyone I've ever spoken to who's gone to, like, you know, the ones of the world or any of these big historical sites, yeah. always, like, there are thousands of people there. We got quite lucky on the Great Wall of China. That wasn't too busy. Yeah, we've done, I think, and we got lucky in Rome as well, because we went in the middle of the winter. But we went to China in the middle of the summer. It was like the hottest day on record. Yeah, I don't know how we got so lucky with that, really. How, why, why wasn't that wall absolutely crawling with tourists? Because it was the hottest day of the year and it was like hell. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> it was very, very warm. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose somewhere like that. Somewhere which is usually crawling with tourists. Go there, might as well enjoy it now while you can. Do you think... So me and you were discussing how Christmas this year around the world, from what everyone we spoke to, felt very um, deflated. Like Yes, it did. Everyone felt like they put in a little bit less effort. It, yeah. Everyone I spoke to had fun, but everyone was a bit like, meh. Yeah, and I'm sure if you had kids, went, didn't it? it didn't feel like that. But I wonder if... This, this Christmas will be huge. Do you think? It's funny you should say that now, because it kind of feels like it, at the time of the Christmas, uh, Christmas you're thinking... This is weird. This feels weird. It feels like no one cares. It feels like this is massively underwhelming. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And even, and that was the first Christmas I've ever experienced that. My 35 years, that Christmas, I was like, this is weird. And I've had Christmases alone in, when I, you know, in London, I was living on my own and stuff like that. That never felt like that. Mm. And it's weird that this has happened like immediately afterwards. It almost feels like this Christmas coming up now will be a mega Christmas. But I don't think for buying things. No, people just want to spend time with their families. Everyone will be yeah. like, we didn't, we've been taking this for granted. We didn't realize how important this was. We haven't been able to see our family and loved ones during this time. Yeah. You know, and obviously it's, you know, lots of, lots of elderly people and elderly people are, are sick from it. So people are going to be like, I need to make it, take advantage of the, this Christmas. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. It does feel like, I know everyone's joking about it, but it kind of in a weird way does feel a bit like a world reset. Like, everyone's being forced to acknowledge what's important. And, and so I suppose that is a positive that comes out of it, is that everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is 
what I want to do with my time is talk to these people and I don't know. Yeah. It's been... Makes you realise who who's important in your life. Who matters. Doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know where we went with that. We've no. never had a, a genuine moment on this podcast, so I that don't know was, what to do with ourselves. That was horrible, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I feel like I've got gas or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I am kind of excited. I think it'll be, I think it'll all be done and dusted by Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we would have smashed COVID by then. What I love, and I know this, in my soul without ever having to research this is everyone is using the phrase when this all blows over. And I know that we're all doing that in reference to Shaun of the Dead. That's what we're all doing yeah. subconsciously. And we're all thinking about this as a zombie apocalypse, whether we like it or not. Well, it's kind of, yeah, it, it, but it's, it's kind of a double one because it, the reason he uses that in Shaun of the Dead is because it's such a British way of being like, when it's all blows over, it's kind of like, this is all just going to pass by. So when he says that in Shaun of the Dead, you're like, oh, that's funny. That's exactly what you would say in a zombie apocalypse. Like, oh, don't worry, it'll all blow over. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, there's layers of reference here because we're all kind of just, it's an in British phrase anyway, but the, 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 when someone said it before, you know, it was Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. So now it's weird. You kind of feel like it's a Shaun of the Dead phrase. <laughs> I think as well that everyone secretly is waiting for zombies. Yeah, Every, if, if we've tomorrow been promised horde, it for a long time. But everyone is, if tomorrow they're like, oh, the people are, the original patients are coming back. Everyone would be like, we knew it. Yeah, like it was, it was inevitable. Well, America seemed to know it because they were getting guns, which I loved. That was the one yeah. thing they all got, guns. Yeah, and I 100% agree with them. Oh, good. <laughs> If there was somewhere here I could go and buy a gun, I'd buy so many guns. <laughs> so many guns. But there's lots of weapons you could buy and you haven't bought any of them. Because I... You don't even have a cricket bat. No, I don't. Because I, I don't want to bludgeon someone to death with a bat. I want to shoot them from a nice, safe distance. Just because you say it in a humane voice. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. Saying in a humane voice doesn't make it more it, it humane. Does. It makes me civilized. <laughs> Just okay? for you, not for them. Yeah, they, well, yeah. Like I'm, I'm a very civilized. I would have been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Like back in the day, with as a red coat. Just, just shooting people. Oh my god! Your I dream would... is to be a red coat. Yeah. A... <laughs> you know when those people go and they have those like. Uh past lives things yeah. and everyone's always someone cool yeah, yeah. you're hoping for like red coat or I would 100 yeah I would 100 have been at like rock strict or something that's you want to be a hun I want to be a hun <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I need I need a gun and I need the enemy to be defenseless that's what I want a gun with a, a hun with a gun <laughs> yeah so the first world war German is what you're saying um, wait I thought a hun was like a M Mulan tells me a Hun is somebody that attacks China. <laughs> yeah. They are. The Huns were a different people, but in the First World War, they called the Germans the Hun. It was a nickname for them. I base everything on Disney and The Simpsons and Friends, as you know. So if I it's know not one of those three things, I'm true. It's fantastic. <laughs> Goes to show how good they are, though, historically, that they do, you know, they, they haven't led you completely astray. Well, I don't know. A few times they have. <laughs> Yeah, a few of your ideas about the world are hilarious. <laughs> um, thanks to Disney and Simpsons and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, Elephants definitely can fly. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I know for a fact, before we came to Australia, you thought their flag had a boot on it. <laughs> I know for a fact <laughs> I you didn't did. think it did. I hoped it did. You it's hoped two it very did. different things. Yeah, yeah. 
One day I saw a car in Australia and they had the sticker on the back with the boot yeah. and it's the best day And you're like, I knew it. I, I knew, knew it all along. <laughs> They're hiding it from That's me. That's the real flag. I knew it. And every single time I see a koala, I think of that little one on the helicopter in The Simpsons. Yeah. Zooming into his face. <laughs> Everything in my brain is The Simpsons and my yeah. brother, so we're fine. Yeah. I think my sister too. We're just, uh, we live in this magical world. The magical Simpsons world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people our generation do, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true. We've got lots of friends who uh, are quite obsessed with Simpsons, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> How do you think it'll change? Not at all. Excellent. <laughs> For the better. <laughs> Whatever that means. I think, uh, I think the Queen gave a speech and it brought a tear to a nation. Whether a good one or a bad one is up to them. But for me, it was beautiful. Beautiful lady telling me chin up it's all gonna be okay yeah What's, it's lovely it's nice uplifting i'm i'm very i'm very much and i know you know this about me but i'm very much enjoying the the positive way that people are coming together through all of this yeah i know there's a lot of, a lot of negative jerks who is going to beaches still st- stop going to the beach Seriously, stop going to the beach. And I know I'm going to post this in like a week or two, but I can confidently say there's still going to be people going to the goddamn beach. Yeah. So it's not even a, a late... Yeah, stop going to the park. Stop wandering around the park. <laughs> just, just... Always. Yeah. Just all stay in your house, even after just this is go done. go home. What's wrong with you? Just go home. It's great. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been doing it for three weeks now. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that... Uh, I think. There's been a lot of horrible stuff, but I think on the other side of this, there's going to be some positive stuff. Yeah. Is there any negative stuff you could think of? I suppose we should think about that too. I've only talked about positive. Is there any positive. negative things about a global <laughs> pandemic? Well, the, yes. Of the, <laughs> in it, yes. But yeah, I mean... Yeah. Um, Will there be bad repercussions to this? Do you think you it's know? going to make people more selfish? Um, I know. I don't think I make. I don't think I make people more selfish necessarily. Neither um, do I. Only good things. End of podcast. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, yeah. When I say good things, I don't mean obviously anything bad that happens. I'm talking about. I feel like I need to clarify this a lot in this podcast. So I feel like people are going to be like, "How dare you say that anything good is going to come of this?" It's not. You can explain this more eloquently than me. Well, no. I think yeah. You know, you're right in the sense that it's. You've got to, you've got to see the silver lining. The silver lining, of course, you've got to, right? That's how you, the that's COVID how you lining. get through these things. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get through these things. You sort of say the, you got to look at it and go, okay, well, this is bad, but perhaps there's an opportunity here, or perhaps there's there's a, a good chance to improve something over here or something. It's, Do you want to say your Starling esque motto? What was it? <laughs> From crises come opportunity. I can't believe you invented that. That's... I, I don't think I did. I'm fairly, <laughs> I'm fairly certain there's people have been saying something around of similar verbiage for literally thousands of years. But this is like when you said you invented totes my goats. I did invent. You totes did not invent totes my goats. I did. I was the first person who ever said totes my goats. I said I'll sleep when I'm dead. I said that first. Isn't there and a poet from like the 18th century that wrote no, that? Your no. sister. Your sister agreed. That I came up with that. That just means she likes you. That means nothing else. Well, you know, I appreciate her humoring me because that's <laughs> what I needed to hear. Um, so, yeah, I also invented from crisis comes opportunity. Um, 
but no, there's, yeah, there's literally dozens of very, very similar sayings. <laughs> but I believe it. I truly, genuinely believe it. Anytime anything massively, like, you know, any massive disaster or crisis or anything, there's opportunity if you just look at it in the right way from the right angle. There's opportunities. I there. know, but the word opportunity has connotations of like an evil villain scratching, like stretching his beard out, going, Wah-ha-ha. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. That's exactly how I see it as well. <laughs> What's wrong with that? He's stroking his beard as he says it every time. Yes. And doing the. Twirling your mustache. Yeah, yeah. And what's it doing? The, the evil triangle? The upside down pyramid? No, what is it? Is it Mr. Burns who does the... Oh, excellent. That yeah, thing. yeah so isn't that called like the evil triangle or something? Is it? Is there a name for that? I just I, thought I he, know. he did his did fingers together. Did I just together. that as well? I think he just does his fingers together. Yeah, so. but you know when you do an evil triangle... Are yeah. you telling us secrets from your secret cult that you're in? Possibly, The yeah. evil triangle. The evil triangle. <laughs> well, I think there'll be a lot more conspiracy theorists after this. I've got so many. Do we, do we go talk through some no. more conspiracy theories? No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> That's probably in, the, in everyone's best interest. If you would like to hear own. Lee's conspiracy theories, let us know and we'll have a, we'll have a delve into them next time. We'll have episode. a conspiracy theory podcast. I have yeah. so many. <laughs> and I believe all of them. So after this, let's say three months after everything is back to normal. Yeah. Do you think it will be a utopia, dystopia or midtopia? Well, I think we're currently in a midtopia. I think it's, uh, it's, it's dystopia. I think it's, border- it's, dystopia? It's, it's bordering dystopia. It depends if you imagine. It's flirting you, with dystopia. If you're certain people right now, this is the worst. Then thing it was, yeah, it would, yeah, be, it would be dystopia. For me personally, it's a midtopia because I get to work from home, which I've always wanted. So that's fine. Um, but for pretty much everyone else, it's a dystopia. I accept that. Um, You'll after, allow it. Yeah, I'll allow that. Um, in three months, after the pandemic, I think it'll be, um, it'll go back to a midtopia, won't it? But I don't you think there's just going to be this brief little window of utopia in the world where everyone's like, we all love each other. How great is this? Everything's good again. We're outside. Yay. <laughs> no? Uh, why not? Go on then. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Okay. That's what you want to hear. I do. Yeah. I need to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this episode's just going to be called Tanya's Delusion. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Tanya's been inside a little too long. <laughs> That's always been the case. Yeah. Think. Okay, well, um, where'd you live then? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to fucking live there whether I like it or not. So, yes, I would. Yeah, well... Uh, a few people commented how this podcast is kind of describing the world right now. So we should do a special episode. So thank you for everyone that suggested that. And I hope this is kind of what uh, what you were expecting. Yeah, I don't feel like this is what they were probably expecting. No, but it would have been great if a few months ago we'd done an episode about a pandemic. But that's one we'd <sighs> never done. Yeah, we missed a trick there, didn't we? Unless we did it and we forgot. I don't know. Yeah, we could have. I think we concentrated more on World of Muppets. Yeah, uh, as as we often did, you know, (laughs) or if everybody has a fish for an arse or whatever we did. It was a tail. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, uh, let's let's change it for today's episode. Let's Let's say two utopias and just be hopeful that things will get better. Two utopias. Two utopias. Cheers. Cheers.